And so this week, uh, I'd like to look at a Psalm 46, which is a, is a psalm, it's a, it's a song uh, to be sung, and it is one that can inspire courage and confidence in the people of God. And I particularly chose this psalm uh, for a reason. And, and the reason is, is because right now, if you are staying up with the news at all, if you've looked at the news at all this week, or the past month, you've seen something about North Korea in the U.S. And you've seen something about the tensions uh, between Donald Trump, President Trump, and Kim Jong-un. <clears throat> the day we are living in is, uh, is a bit concerning for many. Um, it's good for us to be aware of what's going on in the world, and it's not good for us to kind of stick our head in the sand and, and just ignore the, 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 the events that are going on in the world, but yet God doesn't want his people to be paralyzed with fear. And so I thought it would be appropriate in light of who God says he is for us, in light of his promises, in light of this particular Psalm, Psalm 46, I would like for us to look at our current day events in light of uh, a, pers- a biblical perspective, because when you turn on CNN, you're not getting the biblical perspective. You're just getting maybe some, some facts about what's going on and things that are being said. And so it's my desire to help point the saints this morning, you all, to a place uh, where you can find courage and strength in God in light of the days that we're living in and, and what's ahead, which seems very uncertain to us. And so I in no way want to spread fear or over-focus on uh, the issue, but I want to speak to it in light of what God's word says. Amen. Let's pray and we'll dig in. Father, I thank you that you give us reason to have confidence that we don't have to be in fear and paralyzed by it, that we can live with courage and confidence and freedom because Christ has overcome And this morning, as we open up the scripture, I pray that faith and hope would arise in your people. I pray that you would melt the the clouds of uh, darkness and drive the fear and doubt away. And God, that we would be still before you and know that you're, you're God and you're in charge. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, if you all would stand with me, we're going to read Psalm 46 together. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling, Selah. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when her morning dawns. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. 
He makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and he shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So September 11th, 2001. I was working uh, in a warehouse at Weir's Furniture, and I saw jets flying just hundreds of feet, just right. I was, so it was over there. The warehouse was over by uh, Love Field, and I knew something wasn't right. I'm just polishing furniture, getting it ready, and jets are flying really low, and they sound really loud, and something's going down. And so next thing I hear is... Uh, World Trade Center was just hit, and folks were just glued to the TV at work all over the world, and, and all of a sudden, just terror struck and swept across the United States, and that following Sunday, churches were filled. I mean, the church attendance just went up uh, September 11th. I remember going to, to prayer meetings. I think it was that very night. There were some, there were some prayer meetings that churches were just doing, uh, just impromptu prayer meetings. Like it's time for us to seek God. We're going to war. Uh, there is trouble. Um, there, there's a lot of life lost and, and the saints begin to seek God and really get serious about pursuing God. And Psalm 46 was, something that I clung to during that prayer time. Psalm 46 was a lifeline for me. Psalm 46 was, as I was on my knees before God, just considering what's going to happen and, and how do I respond and who God is in light of all this and who I am in light of all this, I went to Psalm 46 and I just found strength for my soul. I found courage. I found encouragement. I found comfort. And uh, in the heading, it says, uh, of the sons of Korah, it was a song to be sung. And this was this was for Israel. This was for Israel to sing and a declaration for Israel. And there's many of the Psalms that have a military kind of a war theme or um, a theme in the Psalms of, of trouble and disaster, adversity and deliverance and God being a fortress and a rock and a deliverer. And Israel was is no stranger to war to calamity, to famine, to natural disaster. They went throughout their history. Israel has seen many troubles. And they've also seen many uh, great deliverances from our great God, the, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we, the people of God, uh, have right to, to claiming God as our refuge as well. We are truly the sheep of his pasture as well through Jesus Christ. We have become saints. We've become the people of God and the Lord is now our refuge and we have reason for courage as well. So the big idea in this psalm that I'd like to focus on is that the people of God have great reason for courage and confidence in the face of the most disastrous of circumstances. We are the people of God, and the people of God can claim God to be as our refuge, and is indeed our refuge, our strength, our fortress in times of trouble. And we can take refuge in Him, and we can face whatever comes our way. In this psalm, the psalmist describes 
natural disaster. So coming through through creation. Verse 2. Because God is our refuge, our strength, our very present help in trouble, therefore we will not fear though the earth gives way. Uh, John Wesley preached this uh, after a, an earthquake in London. He, he repeated these words. Um, reformer Martin Luther. Many of y'all know the, the old hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. That, that hymn was inspired by this particular psalm. And, and, and so this is, a, this is a declaration for the people of God. This is a truth for the people of God that should give us reason for courage, though natural disaster happen. Okay, though we experience what the psalmist describes as the earth being moved into the heart of the sea. That sounds scary, doesn't it? I mean, it's, it's kind of poetic. In ancient uh, uh, Israel and Hebrew thought, the sea was, was a, an intimidating uh, fear associated with the sea and the power of it and you know, the waves and, and, and what could happen, what often did happen at sea. Though the earth be moved into the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling, we will not fear. In other words, whatever comes, whatever comes, we will not fear. Therefore, and the therefore in, in verse 2 is based on verse 1. And this is what I'd like to focus in on is that, first of all, that God is our refuge. He is our refuge. He's the one whom we run to for shelter in times of trouble. And as saints, we, we don't just do that in times of trouble, right? And, and atheists can do that, you know? When, 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 when terror strikes, an atheist can begin to pray. Before I was a Christian, I remember there was a tornado that looked like it was going to hit our home in Arlington. And before, I was, I was not living for the Lord but when, when those tornado sirens went off, I got down in the bathroom on my face and said, Jesus, save me, or whatever. You know, I knew, I knew who to call. I knew the name to call. Uh, as, as a non-Christian, it's been said that there's no atheist in, in foxholes. God's our refuge. He's our, our, our refuge and our strength. He's our refuge. Every day we run to Him. We should, in prayer and looking to Him. Uh, to be our protector, uh, the one who defends us. Uh, refuge implies protection and security and safety. On that picture, there is a picture of a, a fortress uh, in Greece. That's a, that's a fortress, just kind of a, an old, I don't know how an army could penetrate that, you know, an, an old ancient army. Right now, one of the, the big things that the cells have gone up on uh, are storm shelters or, or bomb shelters. Uh, there's, a, there's a company out of Sulphur Springs that has, is at their all-time high right now because of the tensions going on between North Korea and America. Uh, many folks think it wise to have something to take shelter in if there is a fallout, if there is a, a nuclear war. I think it's even better to have God as a refuge. To know God and run to Him when you're afraid, when you're in trouble, when you need protection, when you need deliverance. And many of us have had experiences in our lives where we came near death and we cried out to God and we ran to God and He delivered us. He set us free. He delivered us. Uh, I was in, I, one that I often share is when I was in India driving in a taxi cab. Uh, and the Indian driver was zooming through the mountains near Shillong, India. And we're in the mountains going about 50 miles per hour. And there's these, there, there were these two huge trucks 
coming right at us and we're going around a, a curve and then I'm in the front seat and I just see these two trucks coming. I'm thinking, this is it. All right. And so I put my foot up and said, Jesus, save me. I'm a Christian now. Uh, and, and, and this car skid and we came within feet of hitting the, the truck and, and God delivered, I took refuge in God. There was a, there was a moment of trouble. Uh, what, what could have been a, uh, could have been death, <laughs> could have died, could have, you know, that, that could have been the end of my, my story there, uh, as a young single guy dead in India, uh, on a short term mission trip, <laughs> but God had better plans. God is our refuge. We run to him. We take shelter in him. Now, you, if, you, if you have a storm shelter, if any of you grew up in a, in a part of the, the country, maybe Oklahoma, uh, where, you, where you have storm shelters, where it's more common, you, know, you, you don't really think about your, your storm shelter until, until you really need it, right? I mean, it's just kind of, it's there, right? But you don't really think about it until you really need it, until the sirens are going off, until there's danger, until there's trouble. And then all of a sudden, something like this becomes really precious to you and your family because you got a place to go and hide from the storm, right? We can treat God like that. It can be like that when it comes to God. People, like like September 11th, all of a sudden, church attendance goes up because people realize they need God to protect them. They need God. They need to get Make sure they're right with God and make sure that they, they know him as a refuge and as their strength. And so God is our refuge and our strength. So one represents, one implies, refuge implies protection, strength implies power. Uh, there is something about fear. There's, there's a way that fear has of melting away the strength of people. To where they become so faint-hearted and they become so dysfunctional that they can't even think. They can't even do their job. They can't even take care of their kids. They can't, they can't even do daily tasks because they're overcome with anxiety and fear. And, and anxiety is an epidemic in our day. It's, it's something that, that medication for anxiety uh, is, 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 is on the up. You know, it's, it's a huge issue. People are afraid. People are afraid, and so they're taking, they're loading up on meds to help cope with the fears that they're feeling inside. They don't know how to deal with these internal fears that are going on inside of them, and and it's God's desire that His people live in freedom from that bondage, that they not be, that we, the people of God, not be held down by fear and anxiety to the point we're weak and dysfunctional and we're paralyzed because. We're, we're afraid of death. We're afraid of evil. We're afraid of failure. We're afraid of uh, men, people, uh, whatever, whatever our fears are. Uh, this psalm says we will not fear. Though, though catastrophe happen, whatever happens, we will not fear because God's our refuge. God's our strength. He's the one that's going to strengthen us. He's the one that's going to protect us. And he's also a very present help in trouble. He's there. This implies his presence. He's with us. The psalmist says this a couple of times in this psalm, verse, verse 7 and verse 11. The Lord of hosts is with us. He's with us. He, he's not just some distant deity, great deity out there in the galaxy. He is a God who's intimately involved and active in the lives of his people. He's with us. And his presence brings peace. 
When we know that he's with us, his presence brings confidence. His presence brings joy and gladness, even in the face of calamity and catastrophe. We can have that as the people of God. We can have confidence. We can have, we can have courage. We can have peace. We can have joy. Uh, we, can, we can overcome fear and anxiety, not be captive to it. And I know we all struggle, struggle with it. We all have our fears to battle with. The question is, what are you doing with those fears? Are you letting them rob you of the quality of life? Are you letting them rob you from peace of mind, from being present with your family? Are you letting them rob you from being effective and productive in work? Are you letting those fears uh, beat you down and, and speak to you and just consume your thoughts? If you are, God wants to give you victory over that through taking refuge in him, finding strength in him, and then knowing his presence in such a way that it pushes out those fears. We're told in First John that God's perfect love casts out fear. When we know he's there with us and he's, he's with us and he's for us. Like he doesn't want to destroy us. He wants to protect us, defend us. He wants what's best for us. My little girls often have, they need assistance in going to sleep at night. For those of you with young children know, it can be a challenge. One of my girls is just afraid. She's afraid. She's, she wants mom or dad's presence there. She wants us to to lay down next to her or, or to come, come sleep in our bed. No, you ain't going to sleep in our bed. Uh, and so she, she wants our presence because when mom or dad's presence is there, it, it calms her fears. It, it pushes away her fears. It, it comforts her. Uh, she feels safe. She feels secure because mom, mom or dad is there. And so just knowing mom or dad's right there to protect her, to comfort her, it, it pushes that out. And, and that's the same for us as, as the children of God. When we know the presence of God is with us, when we recognize God's with us, the, the God of Jacob is with us, the Lord of hosts is with us, the Lord of the armies is with us. He's not just out there, a great God, the Almighty, but he's, he's right here with us. He's our God, and we are the sheep of his pasture. He's with us. In our pain, in our suffering. He's with us in our, in our fears and in our doubts. He's with us. And, and we can draw near to Him and then experience Him drawing near to us. Now, we, we can also say, theologically, God's everywhere, right? So we think, well, of course, God's with us. He's everywhere. Even though He's everywhere, we, we need to experience Him right here. Like, we need to know that he's right here. We need to be assured and reminded. We need to feel it. We need to feel We need to be convinced of it that God is here. God sees me. He's here with me. I don't have to be afraid. We need to be reminded of this. And this is something we, 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 we go back to as the people of God. My, my little girl, I, you know, we, she wants me at times to be right there next to her when she's going to bed. And even though I could be 25, feet, 25 feet away in my room, and her in her room, but she wants that right there. She wants to know that. Uh, we have that with God. He's with us. His presence is with us. So here, here's some application here that I want to focus in on uh, from this psalm. Don't let fear paralyze you, but run to God for your refuge uh, and your strength and your help. 
You know, one of the most damaging effects of the, the whole nuclear war discussion and, and the threats is just the, the, the fear of what if that happened and, and what people are feeling and how people, the damage that just that fear does to people thinking about those living in Guam. So Kim Jong-un has threatened to bomb Guam, uh, Japan. U.S. Um, you know, apparently, you know, they have missiles that can missiles that can reach the the U.S. mainland now. And so, what do we do with that? What? How do we respond to? Re, you read a news headline that there's a threat by this world leader threatening to to bomb U.S. What, how do we respond to that? And so, I want to just look at some application here. I think of how we can respond to that. And this psalm, I think, helps us. Uh, and facing it. And first of all, I would, I would point out that God loves the world and he loves North Korea. God loves, he loves the people of North Korea. And he values all human life and he doesn't want people to perish. Just point that out. God loves them. Okay? Some of us may need to be reminded of that as Americans. Before we're like, get them. We need to step back and be reminded God loves those people over there, they're made in the image of God. Okay? He also wants those people to be free and not live under that oppression that's taking place there. That's one of the worst places, I think, to live in the world right now. And then an- another thing to know is that God is sovereign and God is ultimately in charge. Uh, this psalm teaches us this, that, that he's the one. Psalm says that, the nations rage and the kingdoms totter, and he utters his voice, and the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. God is our fortress. Come behold the works of the Lord. He has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars to cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow. He shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I'm God. And so in this psalm, we have two particular things that can create fear in the people of God that we can have courage in the face of. One is natural catastrophe and disaster. And the other is, is national war. The nations, the nations come behold the works of the Lord. He has brought desolations. Uh, the nations rage, the kingdoms totter. And so you got the nations, you got nature. And in light of catastrophe that, that potentially could come, we can have courage and confidence. In light of that. And the Lord is the one who, it says, has brought desolations, but he also makes wars to cease. He makes wars to cease. I love this about God. Uh, he makes wars to cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow. He shatters the spear. He, he burns the chariots of fire. One of the things we see in the Old Testament and the prophets is that oftentimes God would use ungodly nations to judge another ungodly nation. And he would bring desolations on the earth, and it would be like an act of judgment. But then we also see in this psalm here, it says, He makes wars to cease. Uh, and this is something I think we should pray into. Because God values hum- human life. There is a better way to resolving conflict than just war. There's a better way that can save life. So I know I'm getting a little controversial here. Um, but here's, here's a way I think we can respond to, to what's going on. I think we should pray for God to guide the world leaders to end war conflict peacefully. That, that would be a more desirable outcome, right? P- 
peace. So, so 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 2 says, First of all, I urge that supplications, prayers, and intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. Okay? North Korea. Kim Jong-un. Pray for him. God, soften his heart. Uh, President Trump, Donald Trump, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a quiet, a peaceful and a quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. So one of the reasons why we should pray for our leaders is because we want to live a peaceful life, a godly life in quietness and, and not live in fear of war, not live in fear of uh, disaster. And then we should be still and know that God is in charge and that his plans will, will prevail. The psalm says that, be still and know that I am God. Cease from your striving is another way, way that that could be said. Cease from your striving. And I think, I mean, this is an applicable verse for, for each of us every day. I mean, just in our daily schedules and getting busy with life and just be still. Just settle down and remember who's in charge. You're not God. I'm not God. We can rest. God's holding the world together uh, sovereignly. He's in charge, and, and we can have confidence in him in doing that. But oftentimes it's not until we, we do get still that we're reminded and refreshed and renewed in that perspective. It's, it's oftentimes our, we, we, we look at the news, we look at what's going on in the world today, we look at things going on in our life, and there's, there's fears, there's concerns, there's worries, and we get all worked up, and God's just like, chill, just chill, be still, and know that I am God. He's in charge, and, and as we face whatever we face in our lifetime, we need to go back to this. This needs to be an anchor for us, that God's our refuge and strength, our ever-present help in trouble, that we can be still and know that he's God. No matter what happens, he's God, and he's going to be exalted. He's going to get glory and honor, and that's what, that should be our prayer too. Our, our, we should be passionate about God being exalted, whatever comes. Whether our lives are destroyed let God be exalted. That should be the prayer of the Christian. If we're martyred for being a Christian, God be exalted. That should be our focus. Uh, and then we should hope in God and not in our nation's military. President Trump recently said that our military is the strongest. It's strongest it's ever been. It's ever been and it's the strongest in the world. That's, that's nice to live in a nation that has the most powerful military in the world. But it's not good for us to put our hope and confidence in that. And this is why. Because Psalm 33, 17 through 22 says this. The king is not saved by his great army. A warrior is not delivered by his great strength. The war horse is a false hope for salvation. And by its great might, it cannot rescue. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love that he may deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. And as we look at current events and we look at war, be careful that your heart doesn't find an unhealthy comfort and confidence in the military power that our nation has because the Lord is the only secure 
fortress and shelter. And he's our refuge. He's our strength. Be still and know that I am God. And so I want to encourage us to do this. I want to encourage you to do this every single day. This is needed. This, what this verse says to do is more needed than, than ever, I think, in our day. I mean, we're, just, we're in a day where there's so much noise. There's so many voices. We're bombarded with messages, all kinds of notifications, all kinds of messages, all kinds of voices that are speaking fear, uh, hate, animosity. Uh, God, I see this right now. I pray that you would stop this. I pray that you'd intervene. I pray that this would end peacefully, that people would repent. We should pray into those things. But then we should also be still and know that God is God and rest and let him be our source of strength, our source of courage. Amen. And declare this, that God is our refuge, that God is our strength, that God is our, our, the one who fights for us.